Hey, everybody, Dave Hagan here. Who's your financial daddy? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, or TFWP, the podcast where we like to think that just listening to us 30 minutes a week can keep you on the path to financial success. Think about that. Just 30 minutes a week to keep your head moving in the right direction. That is our theme for this week. Today, we're going to talk about who's your financial daddy or your financial advisor. But first, let's say hello to Nick. Nick, how you doing? Dave Hagen, not doing too bad. Looking over a nice balcony right now. How are you? Good, good. Nice place to be. Thanks for Thanks for joining in. Of course. All right. So let's talk about this. Who's your financial daddy or your financial advisor? You're sitting there watching TV or you're, you're playing around on the internet and you, and you see a, a good investment opportunity or one country invades another and, and you're thinking, wow, should I, should I make some moves in terms of my investments? Yeah, we're not going to give you any specific financial advice, but we want to talk a little bit today about uh, who do you call? Who's your financial daddy? Who's your financial advisor? And I think it's important that you know ahead of time who you're going to call rather than trying to find somebody at the last minute. So we're going to talk about the different kinds of financial advisors that you could look at, that you could contact, um, how they are compensated, what they can and cannot do for you because I think it's an important thing. So who's your financial daddy? You have a financial daddy, Nick? David Hagen. No, 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 no. I think you do <laughs> You do most of your stuff on your own right now, right? I do. I'm pretty independent, Dave. Um, you know, I, but I'm also, you know, a small fish in a big pond. So right, right. Um, I, I don't have too many, too much money to invest. Right. Right. But as that grows, you may, you may rethink that you may have other ways that you go about doing things. 100%. I agree. Yeah. 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 So here's some thoughts, you know, uh, getting the proper financial advisor, um, you know, as a topic, it's all over the media. Everyone wants to be your financial advisor and tell you how they think it ought to be. Everyone wants to be your financial daddy. So here's some thoughts. Who is your financial advisor? Well, first and foremost, you could be like Nick. Your financial advisor <laughs> could be yourself. And bear in mind, hopefully, you're always the ultimate decider, even if you have help. So you're always going to rely upon yourself, hopefully, uh, to be your own financial advisor. Uh, but it's also good to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. You know, it's um, you never know whether you're going down the right path. Someone you be, sometimes you become so enamored with your own thought process or ideas that, um, you know, you just want to do it all yourself. So yes, it's going to be yourself always first and foremost, it's going to be yourself, 
but yeah, you might, uh, you might want to have someone uh, to bounce some ideas off as well. But I think you should only rely predominantly on yourself. If you absolutely crave doing all the research and making all the judgments uh, yourself, if you wake up in the morning and you can hardly wait to do the research and look at the market and move your stuff around a little bit or not move your stuff around a little bit, um, then I think you should be doing that. And, and, and going back to Nick, Nick, I, I think you spend a, a good deal of time um, thinking about and making your own calls, right? I used to. Um, used to? Well, now you now you got to work full time. But before <laughs> that, right? Yeah. Uh, now I, you know, I just uh, I'm just putting my money in very blue chip or blue collar uh, stocks, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm not I'm not as risky as I was before. Yeah. Yep. Well, I know you're always talking to me about you know, crypto and this or that. Yeah. And, it, and it seems like, you know, you're spending a lot or we're spending a lot of time doing the research, checking it out. Um, you know, because you were younger in your life, you were um, willing to take a little more risk because you had a, you had a longer horizon to deal with. Well, um, well, Dave, 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 did you hear about Warren Buffett? I sent you an article. Don't start with me. Don't start with me. You said that he bought into a bank that uh, specializes in part in crypto. Oh, so you read what I sent you. Thank you. You you got to get up pretty early in the morning, Fox, uh, Dave, you know. But yeah, I mean, that that is really interesting, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, number one on the list of uh, financial advisors, yourself, you're always your own financial daddy. Here's another group, friends and family. Now you might listen to family. Sure. I mean, you always listen to family. It's always interesting to hear what they have to say, but you got to take it with a grain of salt. And then there's friends. Would you, would you listen to friends? I mean, I wouldn't, at least not in a, in a social context. You hear people talking at a party or people are bragging. A lot of times they're not as well as informed and certainly not as informed as you are because you listen to TFWP, right? So I wouldn't listen to friends hardly at all. I mean, I might use what they say as a couple of data points in terms of what products or goods and services people like, um, but pass that for investment advice. I mean, have you ever been at a party and some guy starts talking your arm off about, oh, you got to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what do you know? Well, I, you know, I watch TV a lot, not buying it. I wouldn't listen to friends a lot. How about number three, the media? You think the media tries to influence you? <laughs> Duh, all the time, <laughs> right? I mean, sometimes you, w- you wonder if the media is more about, you know, entertaining and influence than, than just reporting, you know, facts and, and news. But, um, you know, some of the stuff on the media is well-researched, sure, but you got to make sure to, to vet the source. Um, you know, we've, we've said time and time again that reading and writing and arithmetic is important in school, but in today's age, maybe just a bigger issue for, for everybody, but certainly millennials and Gen X is being able to vet the source. Where'd that information come from? Why are they saying that? What are they trying to get me to do? I mean, I wouldn't listen to the media much for financial advice. I wouldn't consider the media uh, really a, a financial advisor, a financial d- daddy. Um, there's some people that I like out there, you know, um, Kramer. I, I like listening to Kramer. I think he's pretty um, straightforward, but, you know, past that, 
they they put a suit and a tie on some guy sitting in the closet these days and all of a sudden he or she is like the media expert on you know crypto or this or that i mean you got to be really 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 careful when you're listening to um, the media now you might get a few data points in terms of hey what's people talking about what are things that people are interested in remember we said years ago that um, a good way to to look for investments was to go to the mall and look for shops that are busy. And a lot of people looked at the Apple store and said, man, that store is busy. Maybe I should buy some of that. And people that did that turns out did, did pretty well. Another person who might be your financial daddy would be your monthly bill payer. Now, for most people, this is you. For most people, we pay our own bills. But, you know, there's some people that hire someone to come in and and uh, open up their their bills and and pay their bills. So, would you should you listen to the bill payer for financial advice? Uh, not me. Um, a bill payer is kind of a um, you know a, 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 a structural function, um, not someone that's going to give you um, a lot of investment advice or financial advice. Although you might get uh, from a very good bill payer some data points about your finances if they say, "Wow, look at." Look at all the money that you spend on, um, you know, going out to nightclubs, for example. That might cause you to reevaluate how you want to deploy your your capital. But uh, for the most part, I don't think you're going to get financial advice from a bill payer. I don't think a bill payer would be considered your financial daddy. Um, how about your tax preparer? Well, again, for most people, this is you. Most people. I think, do their own taxes, especially in the age of TurboTax and all that. Uh, but what about H&R Block or some of these other preparation companies? Um, should you rely upon them for financial advice? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. I think they're pretty one-dimensional. They prepare a tax return based upon the data that you give them. Now, you might, again, get some good data points from somebody like this. You sit down, they hand you the return if they're even meeting with you person to person anymore and say, well, what do you think? And they might say, well, this area seems low, or you could, there's some deductions you could make yourself available to, or, you know, charitable contributions would be very powerful for you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I don't think you're going to have a tax preparer be your, your financial daddy. Um, how about a CPA? Well, I think we're, I think we're getting warmer. Um, you know, CPA is someone who may or may not prepare taxes, but also has um, a good deal of education. Um, if they're certified, calling themselves a CPA, they've had to work a certain number of hours, um, and they've certainly got a, a, a fairly high degree of experience. Maybe not in financial advising, maybe not, but maybe so. It's something to think about. Now, you know, a CPA, you're going to pay typically by the hour. So be prepared for that. Probably money well spent. Um, and when you're looking for somebody, you know, talk to business associates, talk to friends. Who do you recommend? Hey, have you bumped into anybody that you think is especially good? And then go in for a one or two hour paid consultation to see whether the person, you know, clicks with you, whether they're of interest to you, whether this is what they do a fair amount of, Um so that's a CPA. Another person might be a paid financial advisor. I think we're getting warmer here as we're going down this list. <laughs> uh, maybe someone would say we're moving up the list. Um, you know, perhaps, perhaps. Um, 
except for maybe a highly enlightened uh, sense of self or CPA, this might be the best person so far, a good financial advisor, you're going to pay by the hour. Again, by the hour, typically, Um, you'll get good recommendations from business associates and friends. I could give you places where you could go find someone on a CFP list, but you can, you can find that on your own on the, on the internet. I would talk to friends and family and get somebody. And again, go in initially for a one or two hour paid um, consultation. You'll pay them by the hour. um, Or in some cases uh, they may charge you a flat fee just to put together a financial life plan, which I think is a huge, huge thing to have. What should you pay for something like that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe around a couple grand. Although I've I've seen some um, uh, financial advisors or um, CFPs that that charge uh, more than that, even even four to five thousand dollars. But you know, find out what they charge, and if you pay something or a flat fee to get a a full financial plan, I think it's well worth it. They'll look at. Um, you know, uh, taking care of risk issues in your financial life. They'll talk about long-term savings. They'll talk about retirement. They'll talk about taxes. Um, they'll, they'll take you through the whole thing and, and money well spent in, in my estimation. I wish um, I had had somebody tell me much earlier in my life, hey, um, go talk to a, a um, financial planner. Dave, Dave yeah. let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think you would have done differently now compared to 20 years ago? If I had a plan, well, first of all, I would have had a, a, a more thoughtful and direct path in terms of what I wanted to, um, where I wanted to end up and how I wanted to get there. Um, you know, especially in the earlier part of my life, I was just of the mindset that you just keep showing up and make as much as you can. So I, I certainly would have been more deliberate in terms of my my financial path, my career path. Um, and probably would have been ahead of where I'm even at now. So I think that would have made a big difference. Might've even made a big difference in terms of what career I chose. Heck, if I had really thought about it seriously, I would have been doing something like this 20 years ago. I mean, not not a podcast, but maybe in the, in the radio media, because uh, um, one, I like it a lot too. I think I'm pretty good. And, and and I, I like helping people, you know? course. So I don't know. Um, but if you're looking at someone who's a, a financial planner, here's an interesting thing. Look for someone that's got the, the heart of a teacher. A good financial planner will walk you through things and teach you. They'll, they'll want you to understand. Um, so look for someone that's got the heart of a teacher. If they can't explain it, if they're not a good teacher, maybe they're not a good mix for you. Now, if you really don't want to know anything about anything and all you want to do is make money and go on vacation and, and let somebody else handle it, then you don't necessarily even need a teacher. But I think most people would really appreciate understanding some of these concepts, understanding, heck, some of the things that we talk about here at, at TFWP. Um, any thoughts about some very broad strokes or, or big topics, powerful topics that we've talked about here at TFWP, Nick? I think you hit the nail on the head, Dave. No. I mean, certainly have a plan, right? Um, certainly uh, 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 live under your income. Um, how about well, money Money doubles at 7% every 10 years? It compounds. 
Well, not only that, but I also think, you know, it's very, very important to keep an emergency fund. And yeah. especially with the pandemic, sure. you know, I, I think, you know, there's just the unknown that can just happen in one day, you yeah. know, like you lose a job, your car dies, the, the stock market falls, what yeah. happens? Yeah. And, and really what a relief that is. Remember in the, one of the early episodes, probably in the first part, first four months, three months, maybe even two months of the show, which is now four years ago, um, we said, yeah, you know, you should set up a uh, an emergency fund. That all sounds good intellectually, but who but knew? Then, who, who knew? knew? Yeah, yeah. And, and then you know, later on, we did a show with someone who had had put together a financial or a um, uh, you know emergency fund, and he was talking about the sheer joy of not having that um, worry in his life anymore. And so I think that was that was the next step. You know, not only is it an intellectual endeavor, but also an emotional endeavor, which, by the way, relates to the theme of last year's show, which is financial success is more about the heart than the head. If you don't know what that means, go listen to some shows from last year. But, you know, when when people get emotionally into it, um, they take it more to heart. And, And we talked with I believe his name was Matt. Nice guy. And. He was telling us, you know, what a financial relief and, in fact, um, exhilaration it was to have a uh, emergency fund. And then we took it a, a step a step further when we talked to our um, a millennial um, who talked about the fact that when COVID hit, she had um, this emergency fund put together and it helped her get through, um, you know, the, the COVID thing and, in fact, allowed her to even get a better job coming out of uh, COVID. So um, look back to that episode, uh, interview with a, a millennial, Amanda was who we spoke with. Very interesting episode. So, I mean, you, you've hit it right on the head, I think, Nick, these are some of the, the main themes, the main things that we've talked about over the years. And um, wow, I think it makes sense. But we are trying to fill the role of the teacher for those people that don't have good financial advisors, for those people um, that uh, have um, no financial advisor at all. We're trying to fill in some of those gaps and, and hopefully we are. Um, finally, 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 at the top of the list, or if we if you think that we're moving down a list here, um, a money manager, a money manager, would a financial money manager be your finance? Well, they might manage your money. I don't know if they'll give you other advice. Uh, but a money manager is another category of person to to talk to. Um, and typically they only manage money. They're not providing you with any long-term financial plan or, or advice. They're just looking to get a reasonable rate of return and look out for your money. Some, some people do both. Some people will be a financial planner, a financial advisor, and your money manager. And those people are gold. Those people are optimal. You've got someone that you can sit down with that will develop a plan that will motivate you to pursue that plan in a very visceral, emotional kind of way. That is the gold standard. That's the good stuff. So how do you find this person? Well, again, I think, you know, you you can look on the internet. There's all sorts of places that pull you into a discussion of finances and they're in the business of generating a lead for somebody. Um, 
I think the best place is talking to friends, getting recommendations from business associates, and and again, going in for a, a one or two hour paid consultation, offer to pay them for goodness sakes, because this is like really important. You don't go to a doctor based upon how little they charge or whether they charge you at all. Um, it's phenomenal to me that we were able to send a rocket to the moon on, on a candle that was basically built by the low bidder. But we got away with something there. We were unusually clever and we got away with something. We could have had a lot more problems. Pay them for their time so that they pay attention to you. Again, look for someone that's got the heart of a teacher. A good money manager will tell you what they're doing. They'll explain to you what you're doing and they won't feel threatened by the fact that they're teaching you. I, I remember one time I was talking to this guy and he was a, a money manager and we struck up a conversation and, you know, we started talking about different stocks and things like that. And, and his, his approach was, well, not a lot of people can read balance sheets like me. I'm the one that knows how it is. And I'm the one that, you know, I've, I got the secret sauce and I, you know, the heck with you guy. You know, if, if I, first of all, I shouldn't have been threatening him at all or been a threat to him at all. Um, and secondly, this is experience or information that anybody can, can garner over, you know, a multi-year period. So look for someone that will explain to you what they're doing. Now, a money manager, after you pay them something hourly the first time, they're going to want to take usually about 1% of the value of the assets a year. And you think, my goodness, 1% a year in 100 years, I'll be out of money. Well, no, not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. If they, if they can't get you, uh, you know, 1%, they probably shouldn't be in the business. In fact, they probably won't be in the business for very long. But what you spend with them, the thought is, is valuable because they will bring back to you many times uh, more than, than that. Well, Dave. Dave, yeah. also, I mean, think about it. I mean, if you keep your money in a, I don't know, a CD or even less, you know, you keep your money in a savings account, mm -hmm. how, how much are you making there? You're not even paying a professional to no. be in that spot. No. And you're making what? It's, it's a percent or less if you're doing less. a CD kind yeah, of stuff. Less. But, you know, over the years, we've talked about, um, uh, you know, anybody can walk into an Ameritrade or a Schwab or any of these places and say, uh, I'd like to open up an account and they'll, <laughs> they'll give you a list of funds that, that they manage or that somebody else manages and what they've returned over some period of time. And they can say, well, what are you interested in? What do you like? Do you like tech? Do you like automotive? Do you like foreign um, stock? And, and you can pick based upon what you see. They'll, they'll, they'll guide you. They, they won't make the actual pick because that creates other issues, but it's pretty easy to do that. And there's no reason not to do that. I mean, a, a CD is kind of a losing investment, um, you know, it seems to me. But the thought is, if you go pay a professional 1%, they'll make you many times more than that over some period of time if you, if you like what they do, if you trust what they do, um, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, let's land this plane a little bit, Nick. Let's sum this up. Consider everything that influences you, whether it's your, your family or the media or anyone, and then think about and choose your financial daddy in advance so that you've got that person that you can periodically respond to. 
Uh, and don't be a pay, afraid to pay to have a little more success or a little more peace of mind. So, Dave, let me understand this. It, is it fair to say that if I, you know, pay a CFP one percent, but I get six or seven percent in return, I'll make money? Certainly, absolutely. Seems like a, a pretty good deal, doesn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if if somebody says, you know, well, pay me a fee and I'll, I'll get you 30% on your money every year. I mean, obviously, that's not realistic. Um, I, I know some some people that invested money and they had a really good year and they went out and told people about it. And people said, um, yeah, well, you're taking too much risk. I'm not comfortable with that. Take off, buddy. Um, so if somebody tells you that, um, you know, I think they're, they're pulling your leg, but, uh, or maybe pulling your leg, but a, a reasonable rate of return, something that's better than S and P or, um, something that's, um, uh, better than the S and P or in something that's in line with where you're at, uh, in your financial plan. Yeah. That makes sense. If you've got a good plan or they'll, they'll return you on your money sometimes many times over. So I, I think it's, I think it's a good idea and you get peace of mind and you've got someone to bounce your ideas off of, and you've got someone that just eats, sleeps and drinks this kind of stuff all day long. I I don't know. Seems like a good investment to me. If you think about it as an investment, huh, Nick? Yeah, 100%. So I think those are some things for, um, you know, our listeners to think about, you know, consider, that everything influences you think about this in advance and choose somebody in advance and don't necessarily be a pay, be afraid to pay for, for more success or, or for more peace of mind. Well, I think that's a wrap, Nick. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks a lot, Dave. All right, everybody. We'll talk next week. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the financial wellness podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.